Hey everyone, it's Candace, and welcome to my podcast, The Strong One. And we are going to continue our series um, in academic coaching. Last week, we last week I did an episode on "Do You Know Your Student," and I received some amazing feedback, amazing encouragement, amazing um, you know questions from different parents who had even been through situations from the story that I told, and um, just. I've received a lot of great feedback, and I'm just glad to know that the podcast resonated with um, a lot of you. Keep passing it on to a parent who may need the encouragement. Um, I do uh, call myself the professional encourager because it's just something that's very innate innate in me, and it's a part of who I am. It's part of my role here on earth is to exhort and to encourage um, others. So let's get started with today's episode. So today's episode, I want to say to the parents, do you know who you are? Last week, last episode, rather, we spoke to the students, spoke to the parents to say, do you know your student? But now I want to know, parents, do you know who you are? And when I say that, I want to know if you know who you are authentically and not the person that you had to become due to circumstances situations in life. Because one thing I know to be true is that we start off life as kids and teenagers and um, some of us have all, we come from all different backgrounds and upbringings. And as we, you know, grew up and we became older and we went through our teenage years to our twenties and our thirties, we began to warp into a person that we needed to be um, usually to survive some situations, right? That when hard times came in life or difficult seasons came, you 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 change, and sometimes our change isn't always necessarily. I grew into the better person. Sometimes you just had to become the person you needed to be to survive that situation, whatever it may have been. And I see when I mentor a lot of um, students and even with, you know, with their parents. And even when I've, um, there's a time when I was mentoring um, women who are going through difficult seasons in their lives. And it was always a a thing of um, me getting them to find out who they really were. And parents, one thing for your student is you need to know who you really are. Right. And when we addressed that with the student, it was learning your student's strengths, not what you expected of them, not what you just, not that you shouldn't dream for them, right? But not just the idea and expectation and label you have for them, but seeing them um, where they are for who they really are so that you could build on that and support that in their lives. But one thing that's that's also going to affect how your student performs, how your student goes through life, how your students handles things outside of the classroom and inside the classroom is also who you are as a parent. Because you may have you may have gone through difficult seasons as a parent where you now maybe become short-tempered. Um, you may be critical, judgmental. You may be dealing with hurt, wounds from, it can go back to your childhood, wounds that things that happen in life. You may be a single parent. You may be going through a separation, a divorce. You may have had uh, family problems and issues. There's so many things that happen while you are raising your kids and you need to sometimes become a person 
who is able to handle life and still raise a successful student. And and it's, it's, it's not that this is uncommon to anyone. And I'm very vulnerable. Uh, there's people, uh, you know, I'm vulnerable to an extent. And I've gone through so many different seasons of my life in a short amount of time that people, if you really knew what I was going through, but you couldn't tell because you saw my, 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 my children thr- thriving in that season. So what did I, ha- who did I have to become or who what was the who or who was the who that was revealed during those seasons of who I really was? And not to to go on the whole like, oh, yeah, because I'm strong and I can get through this. No, no, no. It was a different who of me that was revealed in those seasons that allowed me to be able to focus enough, love enough, support enough. Be enough for my children, a.k.a. students, for them to also thrive in a season where we were in the boat. If you know the story, you know, Jesus and the disciples being in the boat and the storm ensuing around them. And they have to wake up Jesus like, yo, we're about to die. How are you sleeping in the storm? That's what I had to become. I had to be able to sleep even though the storm was raging around me. And I know that happens for most of you. You want so much for your kids, but there is a storm around you, no matter what that storm may be. And I also equip parents with the tools and skills to weather a storm. How can you walk on water in the midst of a storm? How can you sleep in the boat in the midst of a storm? And not to say that nothing would affect your kids, but how are you able to still be your authentic or let this storm reveal who you are authentically. Because I want you to understand and know the only label title of you that matters is what God has already said about you, what heaven has already decided who you are. And sometimes we either become a person to uh, survive a situation or God reveals who we really are and says, this is who heaven says you are. Be that kingdom woman and you thrive through this storm, not survive the storm. You're going to thrive in a storm because it's possible. And when I when I work with parents and students, I I, I get in their life, not because I, I, I'm trying to be nosy. They let me in. Because sometimes a parent is going through things and situations. And they, they have to, you know, how do I keep this keep this together? How do I still support them? If it's depending on where, you know, what grade your student is in, and if especially if it's high school, if it's their senior year, there's so many things going on in your mind. It's in so many places. Parents, who are you? How do you support your student and still be a woman? Still be a man. Still be a wife, still be a husband, still be a father, still be a mother, still be a sister, still be a brother, still be a friend. When that storm is raging around you, but you can't let your kids down. You can't let your student down. Even if you're a caregiver and they, this, this student may not be your child, how you, you, you can go through life. 
how do you still support that student? I want to give a, give you guys a little story that I um, a family that I work with, their daughter is in college now and their son is preparing for college. And I've worked with them um, for a good, a, a good amount of years. And with permission, I'm able to tell the story without uh, revealing their names. And there was a situation where uh, the, uh, uh, the young man, one of the students I worked with, he is um, on a football team and he is one of the star players on the team. And during a football camp, they were away for a certain amount of days. Um, it might actually been, if I'm not mistaken, during a holiday week. And they were going to be away for several days at the football camp. And I get a call one morning. And the mom is, uh, she sounds calm, but she sounds like a crazy calm. <laughs> and she's like, hey, I, I really need some support. I really need some help. And I'm like, what happened? Because I could hear something in her voice, even though she was, you know, calm. And she said, you know, her son is at this football camp. And she was like, something happened where there was a knife found. And he, is a, he was accused of having a knife. That it was, it was his weapon. And they were about to send him home and he's going to be kicked off the team and also, you know, expelled from school. It was just like a, a series of things about to happen. And she's like, he doesn't, ha it's not him. It's not his. Right. And because she knows her student, she's like, you know, this is not him. He wouldn't have a weapon. What would he be doing with a weapon up there? And I immediately jump out my bed. And I said, give me a second. And I, I, I tell her to hold on. And I remember running downstairs from my bedroom. I went to my bookcase and I began to grab books, right? Because me, the first thing I'm going to do is go to God. I'm not going to sit there and gossip with you. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh my gosh, how did they do that? What happened? Who would have did this? Oh, we about to go up there. You need to go drive up there. I'm not going to do that. I'm just not. And why? Because I know who I am. I have dominion and authority in this earth realm. And if there's an accusation happening on this earth realm, I have the authority to go into the courtrooms of heaven to see what this charge is and to get a verdict done so that he can be free of these of whatever judgment this is. And if you don't know what I'm speaking about, when I say courtrooms of heaven, when you go to the throne room of grace, when you are praying, you are entering the courtroom of heaven. And a lot of, of the language in the Bible is um, judicial. And um, I have a great book and I can't remember the offer. I said, I should, I should have grabbed the book before I started the podcast, y'all. But you don't have to Google it. Start uh, Googling the courtrooms of heaven and, and begin to study that. When you hear me say things, Google it. Start Googling, start studying it, put it in your study time. So I, I get grab my books. I had just read it like a month ago and I get my Bible and I and I didn't even get all the details from her. OK, so let's be clear. Like I said, we didn't go to gossip about it. We didn't get upset about it. She, as a parent, just didn't have it right there in that moment to pray. And, and this and this woman prays. She covers her kids. But in that moment, she knew that she had support and she knew who she could call. And we stayed on the phone. 
I sat down, I gathered myself and said, look, this is what we need to do. We need to see um, why this is happening. We're going to take this to God. We're going to ask for forgiveness because let me tell you something. I, you're going to hear me say this until I can't say it no more. And then I'm going to say it again. Anytime you have an issue in, with your, in your family, with your child, if there's a teacher coming against them, if there's a situation coming against them, if there's anything coming against them and you know that you know that you know that something is off, when you the first thing you need to do is calm yourself, gather yourself and go to God. And then when you go to him, you go in praise and worship, number one. And number two, you go into forgiveness and repentance because somewhere there could have been, whether you, whether unknown to you and known to God, where there should, where someone was in error. And one of the most powerful things you can do is repent. And repentance just means a change of mind. You want to come out of agreement, whatever happened that could have ever, you know, allowed the enemy to put this judgment against you. Because that's who's, uh, he's the accuser, remember? Satan, one of his names is the accuser. He's in the courtrooms of heaven accusing you day and night. He waiting for you to slip up so you could be like, oh my gosh, look what she did. I'm taking this to God, you know, because God is judge, right? He's, he's, he's just the accuser. And then you have your savior, Jesus Christ, defending you, vindicating you. But he needs you to agree with him because we have, we know what happens when two or three agree you need to agree with heaven. And sometimes we don't realize that we've been on earth complaining, gossiping and doing everything wrong, that we've been agreeing with the wrong person and we don't understand why things are happening in our life, but not to go off on the deep end. So we put together a prayer strategy. And um, I don't know if people, you know, this is not, I'm not your typical academic coach or, or person or mentor, I guess, if you know, whatever people would, would want to call me. But one of the things in my packages with parents is, you know, we put together prayer strategies because life is going to happen. And instead of running to friends and anyone to vent about it, who can't do anything about it, and you start voicing every single opinion you have that may not be what is needed to be heard in this in, in the situation. Your mouth is so powerful. You're just speaking out words into the atmosphere. They're sticking to the walls. They're sticking to your kids. And you don't realize why things are happening is because you don't shut up when you are upset and gather yourself and say, let me take this to God and let me be still. But I get it. I've been there too. And I had to learn and there's sometimes when I miss the mark, I sin, I miss the mark and I, I don't go to God first. I get mad and then I got to, you know, go back on those word curses I may have said, right? So before you go and start cursing everybody out or telling everybody, oh, if that's you, it may not be you, settle yourself. So we put together a prayer strategy and I said, look, this is what we got to do. I went through a couple of steps with her and I said, we need to go to praise and worship. I need you to stay calm. And we're going to go into some forgiveness. We don't know if anybody did anything. And we just went to forgiveness to everybody. She's forgiven her son's father. We're forgiven, asking God to forgive, you know, us, him. If there was anything that they did, you know, they went into repentance. And then we went for the head of the snake. And we asked God to reveal who the real culprit was, reveal who the snake was. And when you reveal that snake, cut the head off. Let them confess to what they did. Let them confess. He would not be coming home. And we made some declarations and put some declarations on this earth. We said, we decree and declare he would not be coming home, that this situation was already fixed. 
the judge, Lord, we know that he is not guilty. We don't know how this judgment came on him. It is illegal. And he's been falsely accused. Vindicate him now in the name of Jesus. And actually, a, a day went by. You know, you didn't see anything happening. Another day went by. And this is where we mess up in situations is that when you don't see anything happening, you want to quit and be like the prayer didn't work. You want to retract and start going to talk to people and say, you know, I I just need to get this off my chest. You want to talk, you know, get off of your chest. You want to talk about it. When the worst thing you can do is start putting, again, putting out the wrong words into the atmosphere that may work against what you have prayed for. And I thank God she didn't do that. So a day passes, two day passes. And then she finally calls me and said, someone confessed. Thank you, God. Someone confessed. The real culprit confessed to having the weapon. And her son was cleared of everything, apologized to all that stuff. He is still on that team and he is now even soaring. He is in his senior year and he is about to go to college and just do amazing and great things. But understand, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. The weapons were formed because look at that. That weapon formed, but it did not prosper. It did not. It was it was formed to get him off that team. It was formed to just uh, crush his confidence, uh, uh, disrupt his destiny, because don't you know, the enemy can delay something, but he can't take it from you because he didn't give it to you. So, parents, I need you to know who you are. I want you to know that you have been, you know, given these children, these students of yours. Yes, it is your job to train them up in the right way that they should go so that when they're old, they do not depart. But I want you to understand that you are more powerful than you think and know that you are. When God created you, intricate, you know, he it's so intricate that the way he wove you in, in the womb and knew the children that you would have. When you look at them, I want you to be encouraged that you can do this. That they, yes, they will be successful. Even if it doesn't look like now, your student may be not even uh, doing well in school and they're not getting good grades and I don't know what to do with them. They're not listening. They're not, um, they got, oh, this is behavior problems. I want you to go to God and say, God, show me what to do. I know who I am. Not who I've had to be just to survive in a situation. Father, reveal to me who I am now so I can thrive in this situation. Ask God, tell God, I'm going to declare that you're going to thrive no matter what is going on around you. Because those weapons that have been sent to you are formed, but they will not prosper. Please believe me. I have gone through some of the hardest situations in my life in my face. I mean, on my back. And I have no idea (laughs) how I was able to handle that. My children, their studies, their activities, and watch my son go up to college and just deal with so many things. That is grace. That is God. That is not Candace. Glory to God. 
but I had to learn. I had to allow him to reveal who I really was. And it wasn't uh, the person I used to be. I did have to, but I was once a, a single parent. Uh, well, and I, you know, I wasn't married or anything like that. And I was a single parent and I became who I needed to be just to survive. There's been different seasons of my life now in my 20s and my 30s that I had to become someone and survive. And then within the last three years of my life, I told God, I'm no longer surviving. Show me how to thrive because this storm is a storm. It too, this too shall pass. So let the storm be what it is. Show me as a parent. Who am I as a parent so I can thrive? And you know what? God showed up and showed out and he gave me the peace that surpasses all understanding. He said, great is he that is in you, Candace, than he that is in the world. And I was able to create prayer strategies around my children when I saw things happening to them and around them and things trying to come for them. I was able to show up at their schools and be who I need to be. I was able to help them in the system with homework and things like that. I was able to be who God had already created me to be. And it came out through some of the toughest seasons in my life. Who are you? You are not what your situation or your circumstance has dictated to you. You dict- Let me tell you something. Speak to that storm. Jesus gave so many examples, my God. When he got up, he said, peace, be still. Peace, be still. I laugh at certain things now. When I see nonsense going on around me, I be looking at it like you are wasting your, you're, you're wasting your time coming for me. You're wasting your time. You exhaust yourself. I will let that storm exhaust itself. Blind the eye of the storm. You don't see me. You can't get me. I'm covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. Please, you are wasting your time. Dissipate in the name of Jesus, okay? That's just how I am. Now, who, who's Candace? So you're saying, Candace, how do I know who I am? How do I go to God? How do I, I, I figure this out? So I know that I'm a teacher in the kingdom. Like my my job, my vocation is I'm an I'm an accountant, right? I, I do accounting. That's a skill. In the kingdom, I'm a teacher. That's how I'm on this podcast, teaching you, teaching students, teaching parents. I'm also a professional encourager. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, that's what I've been created to do. I it is. Don't ask me how. This is what God, who God made me to be, right? Like I am, I've always been, a, a, people say, I've always been a positive person to the point where people couldn't take it. They couldn't take it. They would say to me, how is she happy all the time? It's like, how are you not? Just mind your business. I am, I'm joyful. And my life is probably a mess then and I was still joyful. And then life started to happen. I started to be a survivor, which I'm no longer surviving anything. I thrive, baby. And as I became someone who thrived, I understood where, where God was calling me to do. And I, he, he needed me to teach. He needed me to encourage. He needed me to be a hope dealer. He needed me to get out and, and, and get past my fears and things like that and get to you. Right. I, whatever I've gone through has placed skill, experience and tools inside of me to make me um, equipped enough to be here for you. Somebody needs to be encouraged today. That no matter what you see going on around you, your your kids, your students, they're going to be fine. And I'm going to always tell you to go to God first. Excuse my silly alarm in my house going off. It is so annoying. It's 
telling me something, excuse me, y'all. But what you need to know is that as you begin to go to God and you pray and you ask him to reveal to you how to thrive in your season, how to thrive now, right? Like even if there's not, there may not be anything going on in your life that you feel like, oh, this is not some bad situation. I'm not in a situation or whatever, but maybe I'm not thriving. I want you to go to God and ask him, well, show me how to thrive here because don't settle for good. Go for the great, baby. Go for the great. And if you are in a season that feels tough, it feels hard. It feels so challenging. You're tired when you come home. You don't want to check homework. You don't want to write help your kid write no essay. You don't want to show up to no PTA meetings. You don't want to uh, uh, have to sit and talk or anything like that. There's sometimes when you just want to go take a bath and go in your bed and your covers and sleep and, and hope to, you know, Lord, wake me up for the next day. Because you get in seasons like that, okay? Where you're like, I, I can't even deal with what's going on around me. And you may be that parent who's not, you know, maybe you're not a motivated parent. But you want to be. But you don't know how to be. Say, God, show me how to be a motivated parent. I want to I want to be more involved in what my kids are doing. I want to be more involved. Like, show me how to do that. And that's why you have the Holy Spirit. Your Holy Spirit is your comforter, your teacher. Holy Spirit guides you. Holy Spirit, show me. You have all the answers. I don't have none. But Holy Spirit, you do show me and guide me. And do you know people will start showing up in your life? That's how, If you've been drawn to this podcast, you're listening right now because you prayed or you asked God for something. And here came, oh my goodness, here comes this woman named Candace. And she's just speaking directly to my heart. People will start showing up. You'll start meeting people that can help you and show you things. You start all of a sudden you're, you know, you're asking questions you wouldn't have asked before. And you're getting the answers that you need. Father, just show me how to be a parent who can thrive. And no matter what, in, in, in whatever season I, I am in and reveal to me who I really am and not who I've needed to be. Show me who I really am. There's something that you need. You 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 created me to be something. And people are always look, thinking about their purpose and what they should be doing. They think everybody needs to be on stages or doing these grand things. This is my purpose right here. My purpose is wherever I am in whatever moment that I'm in. That is my purpose. I, today, at a soccer game, I had a random conversation with a parent. And, and I loved it so much because it was so awesome. It was so divine. I always allow God and tell God, send me who needs me. Send them to me. Send them to me. And they just was, you know, beginning to ask me questions about my son. And they were like, oh, my gosh, I'm struggling with this because I'm telling you, people open up to me. It's just what it is. And we had such a great conversation. She said, oh, my gosh, I am so encouraged. And that's my favorite line. If you guys follow me on, on social media, I'm, I always end a lot of what I say would be encouraged because, you know, what encouragement can do for a person. Do you know what it is? Hope, hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. Encouragement empowers people. It literally gives you energy because in the spiritual realm, do you, <laughs> let me not go off a tangent y'all because I will not be teaching. I will be preaching on this thing. Okay. 
Encouragement will empower you to do things you didn't think that you can do. This parent was is, was feeling like, oh my gosh, I thought it was me. Oh my gosh, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know that. Thank you for helping me. I feel so encouraged. I feel so much better. That is a seed sown. And that seed is going to continue to get watered now by every situation she's in because she's going to know, wait a minute, this feels hard. But I remember a conversation I had with a, a woman that helped me and I think that I could find the answer for this. Glory to God. Because Candace is really not that smart. When people tell me Candace, well, and she kept saying like, oh my God, you're so smart. You're so this. I'm really not that smart, y'all. I'm not really much of anything, but greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I ask God for revelation and wisdom. That's what I pray for. I pray for revelation and wisdom. I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to know the secrets of heaven and the kingdom. I want to know the secrets to do things and get things done. How to, how to, I, I mean, I see a lot of answers to my prayers. I enjoy seeking God. Ask, knock, seek, right? Like I, I enjoy it. And I go through seasons just like everybody else. I cry, I break down. And then because he's just who he is, he makes sure he knows how to get me right back up. And then I faithfully and obediently use everything that put that tried to take me down. I'm going to pour it right back. When I get the answers, I'm pouring it right back out to all of y'all. I am. You guys, I think I'm going to do a part two for this. I didn't even finish. I have so much more to say. So here's part one, parents. Do you know who you are? Get ready for part two. Tune in. Be encouraged.